0: we
1: College in front of a live studio
2: audience. Oh, man. These
1: people are crazy. Okay, thank you so much for that warm welcome. William Jewell College in Kansas City, and we are here with our first guest. What's your name? Uh, ben. Ben, how are you? Great. Great. And you are studying what? Philosophy. Philosophy? Yes. Still time to change that major. I know. (laughs) All right. What do you want to do with a philosophy major?
2: Well, either teach, be homeless, or go to law school.
1: Okay. Well, two of those things could happen. Certainly. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Well, what we're going to do here is you're going to be the news director on my radio show. Here's your copy. I'm going to introduce you on the show and you're going to read the news. Okay. Ready? Yep. All right. Here's Ben with the news.
2: Students at a state college of New York are arrested for hazing and providing alcohol to minors. Hazing, alcohol
1: to minors. What do you think, Ben? Not a good idea, huh?
2: Well, I mean, yeah, probably not.
1: You want to be a lawyer, huh? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, you might have to learn that drinking underage, that's against the law, counselor. Well, they have to be defended, too. You dirtbag. You're going to be a defense attorney, aren't you? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Defense attorneys. All right. Great. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, Ben. We're going to turn this story into an opportunity for us to talk about hazing, uh, sort of a hazing prevention public service announcement. Uh, hazing is against the law. It is, um, it's, could be considered fun for a lot of young people. It's a ritual. I had to do it when I was a freshman, so we're going to do it to the freshmen now. Um, And we just need for people to realize that hazing is illegal and it can go it can go bad and it can go bad fast And if you are involved in a hazing event uh, And somebody gets hurt or worse dies Everybody involved with the hazing will be charged with that accident and or death So we just wanted to get that message out Ben. We thank you so much for for your service to this show yay (laughs) All right And uh, there's a hazing prevention public service announcement from The Adam Ritz Show and William Jewell College.
0: Adam Ritz is a media personality and keynote speaker interviewing amazing people from coast to coast. Follow him on Twitter at Adam Ritz or listen to him now on The Adam Ritz Show.
1: NFL veteran Plaxico Burris, currently with the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver, uh, has a lot to say about community service, working with charities, and uh, continuing education. It's Plax on the Adam Rich Show.
3: How you doing, man? Thanks for having me. Thank you for having me. Am I allowed to call you Plax? Oh, man, that's what everybody calls me. Everybody calls me Plex. so yeah, you fit right in. Is that, uh, looking back on your childhood, when did that name... Is that a junior high thing, or is this uh, more college and pros? I don't know. I don't think everybody was too fond of the Plexico. So <laughs> I, I had a few nicknames when I was growing up. Texaco, Mexico, fly by Air Mail, Mexico. So I had all the nicknames. So everybody just called me Plex for short. Well, let's talk
1: about the foundations you're involved with. Uh, what are some of the groups you work with?
3: Uh, you know, I teamed up with uh, Mr. Mark Morial in the National Urban League, you know, um, Supporting the celebrity uh, youth empowerment program, and what what we want to do is, you know, just get more involved with kids' education. You know, with the after-school programs around the NFL. I believe the National Urban League maybe has like 50 or 60 chapters, you know, throughout the United States. And you know, what uh, what I myself and uh, Mr. Mark Morial are trying to do is trying to get maybe 10 to 15 players throughout the, uh, the United States to team up with the National Urban League with all the chapters, you know, and get into the these uh, you know, uh, schools and help with you know building programs through the NFL and, and and assisting with the educational program, after school program, and different things like that. So, you know, I'm just using you know everything that I have and everything the resources you know on the outside to, to, to just serve a high purpose.
1: Now, when these kids meet you uh, and they want to talk about football, and you say something like, you know, there's more to life than football, are they like? Are they like, oh my gosh, uh, wh- what is he talking about? Because they just want to. I mean, you're a you're a football guy to these right. kids, so if you tell them about education and that there's more to life than sports, how do they react to that?
3: You know what? You know it's it's, it's strange because you know when I was growing up, you know, me to myself was you know becoming a professional athlete is the only way to have success. And 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 that's such the wrong, you know, attitude and stigma to have, you know, growing up, you know, in these communities, you know, throughout the world is that, you know, education presents a, you know, as a, education presents, you know, a opportunity for itself to literally take you anywhere you want to go, you know, physically and literally. And you know, I just want them to understand, you don't have to be a basketball player, a football player, you know, to have success. I mean, you you can go to school and be a valedictorian, salutatorian, you know economics lawyer, doctor whatever 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 you want to do in life, but you don't just you know stress you know I have to be a professional athlete to have success. I mean there's so many ways to have success outside of sports. Now, when you look back at uh,
1: your education at Michigan State, do you get a chance to go back to East Lansing and uh, share your knowledge with these guys?
3: You know what? I try to go back once a year. And actually, in January, I'll be enrolling online to finish my degree in telecommunications. I said to myself, you know, I made a promise to my mother you know, before she passed away that I would, you know, That's uh, right. get my degree. And so I'm actually enrolling online in January of, to get my degree. So telecommunications, does that mean we can see you in front of a camera, maybe a broadcasting career? I mean, everybody say I look pretty good on, on, on TV, so hey, you never know.
1: You look really good standing next to me, I'll tell you that. Well, Plasco, Mexico, whatever you are, thank you yeah. for joining us. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having
2: me. Hi, I'm Les Miles. I'm the head coach at LSU. Uh, you're listening to The Adam Rich Show.
1: Continuing uh, on the Adam Rich Show now, we have a special guest, Mary McLean Rock. Hi, Mary. How are you?
4: I'm really good. How are you?
1: I'm doing uh, fantastic, and I'm honored to have you on the broadcast. You are a champion swimmer with Special Olympics. What is your uh, event or series of events, or how many events do you do?
4: Uh, This year I did 25 butterfly, 4 bag, 25 free relay, and 100 free.
1: Now, I saw you speak on stage to an auditorium full of people to promote Special Olympics, and you did mention that you do not like doing butterfly, but yet you're the champion at it. Yes. Now, how does that work?
4: Because I've been practicing it <laughs> with the coach for a while, so he's been changing my butterfly to make me look good on state, on, in the pool.
1: Okay, so butterfly and freestyle, and of those two, your favorite would be freestyle. Now, how do you train for these, uh, for these races?
4: Because I go to practice on Fridays, and we're done with practice till mid-October, and then I will start back up with Butterfly and Free. And I also, on dry land, I also have a personal trainer that has been helping me get my legs and arms ready for swimming and doing a lot of other stuff.
1: So out of a course of a week, seven days, how how much do you train?
4: I train, I go to dry land with my personal trainer every Monday and Wednesdays from 3 to 3.30. And then swimming... Friday night, 7 to 8 p.m. at Butler's Pool.
1: Now, what advice do you have for me for swimming? I enjoy to swim, but I don't like the temperature of the water. I think it's too cold. When you jump in the water, is it freezing? Do you even notice it? What advice do you have for people that like to swim but don't like that cold water?
4: Sometimes it's hard to get in cold waters, but then I just get in and start swimming, and I don't really care if the water's warm or cold because I start swimming, and I don't notice the water temperature.
1: Well, it's just like it's like Dory from uh, Finding Nemo. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Right?
4: Yes, it is.
1: <laughs> well, Mary uh, McLean Rock is our guest, champion swimmer with Special Olympics, and you, since you are a champion, uh, have become a spokesperson for Special Olympics. What can you tell us about uh, your experience with Special Olympics?
4: I love working with the staff at Special Olympics. They always help me with stuff if I need. To know what else to do, I go around and help them, and I always have a s- smile on my face every time I go in the office, and they're like, how is everything? I'm all like, I'm really good at everything. How's you your guys' day?
1: Well, that's the one thing I've learned at the student leadership leadership, uh, uh, conference that we're at uh, about the Special Olympics and the Olympians like yourself and the athletes is that it just puts a smile on everybody's face. So for our listeners uh, checking out this broadcast, if you want to get involved, please Google Special Olympics. Learn how you can get your own high school in your own area to be a part of this student leadership uh, initiative to involve your high school with Special Olympics and and people like Mary because it's a really fantastic thing. What is your single most favorite part? Part of being a Special Olympics athlete.
4: I love how I sometimes on the weekends, my mom and I and dad, we go swimming as a family. We love swimming as a family together. It's fun to swim with them.
0: Get socially technical with The Adam
1: Ritz Show. Facebook,
0: Adam Ritz Show. Twitter, at Adam Ritz. It's social
1: technically. The show rolls on, literally rolls on on two wheels. We're with biking fitness expert Jay Baker. Hi Jay, how are you? Adam, it's a pleasure and I'm glad that you went out riding with me. I was going to go riding
5: by myself, but it was great to have the company. Yes,
1: in fact, we just wrapped up a, I'm going to guess we went 60 or 80 miles. How far did we go? Uh, we went 30, but it was the thought that counts. Boy, it felt like 80. It sure um, did. There 30 were... miles, that's that's easy for you. It was uh, it was tough for me. And I'm telling you, thanks for having me come out. I enjoyed myself and we're going to wrap up our biking 30 mile bike ride with an interview. With you about your biking and your fitness. Well, thank you. Uh, Yeah, it's been one of those things. I've always liked biking. And now, you know, biking
5: is so crazy, Adam, as you can imagine. If you go to a bike shop, you get inundated with the colors and the equipment and the technology. But that is, I think, the really cool thing is this is a great time.
1: It's as great a time as any to be out biking. Now, I think it's important to mention for our social awareness audience with issues like obesity uh, and fitness, I think it's important to mention that you were a triathlete maybe 2 decades ago 20 plus years ago a triathlete yeah absolutely and, in fact i competed up through 1991 okay then since 91 92 the early 90s you um had some i guess weight issues we could call them and uh you recently have lost the weight and you're back on the bike can you talk about uh i guess what what happened to get you to that point where you didn't ride and you did have the weight Um, and then what happened, what clicked in your head for you to say, you know what, I'm gonna get fit, I'm gonna lose all the weight, how much have you lost, how, when did you start biking? Tell us this story. Well, I'm glad you asked about it because you're right, it was a bit of a saga and back in
5: 1991 I had some uh, issues with employment and some different things and I kind of just lost that uh, that verve to get out there and really go out and hammer and compete and I slowly but surely put on weight and I bet you this is many people's story Adam you put on let's say 14 pounds a year doesn't sound like that much but then eventually you know you do quick math three four years down the pike you're well on your way to being really overweight and out of shape and um, I think I got to a point and it might have been I could have been at a bike store or something along those lines where I realized if I don't do something I'll never do that again and for everybody you have to determine what is that what is the one thing you don't want to not do and that can really help propel you forward now I decided to take the easiest possible way for weight loss because I'm a wimp and I usually I, I used a phone app called Lose It. And all I did was enter my calories and it gave me a suggested number of calories I should deficit each day to reach my goal. And I selected that I wanted to be this amount of weight and uh, very thankfully in one year I lost 125 pounds. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Congratulations. No, I I appreciate that. And you know what's crazy is people will go through very expensive and painful and and, and there is an element of danger to it. Bariatric surgery where they'll pay ten fifteen thousand dollars kinda of subject themselves to some physical risk and i kinda of did it for free and i I'm, so i'm not being cocky but i'm just pleased that it turned out that way and i think for most people it could work and it didn't involve a lot of willpower It just basically
1: involved momentum and having a goal now you were telling me before we started the bike ride today that your goal isn't finished you want to keep going yeah absolutely
5: um, Anybody that's uh, struggled with their weight knows that the BMI chart uh, is one of those, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those big yardsticks that just will not go away. And so I was chuckling to myself. I thought, gosh, I've lost all this weight. I look on the BMI chart and it goes, no, you've still got a ways to go. So as a man who likes challenges, I, I just view this as just another challenge.
1: Okay, so 125, up to date. You want to go maybe how many more? You know, I would like to lose about another 50 pounds from where I'm at right now. And I have no doubt you're going to do it.
5: No, I appreciate that. And so far, everything has clicked into place. And as you and I, you know, we've been around each other quite a bit. You've been really athletic and active most of your adult life. And I always used to chuckle about not being able to keep up with you. So part of the reason I want to lose the 50 pounds is so that I can not only keep up with you, but possibly challenge you in the future. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Well,
1: I'm already having a tough time keeping up with you with this 30 mile bike ride was pretty hard. I know you just did a half marathon and you're going to go for a full marathon here in the next year or so.
5: Yeah. In fact, Um, uh, this fall, I'm going to do a full marathon because I thought to myself, that's great. That's the one thing that you can later go, you know, I did a marathon. So, you know, I chuckled to myself because I never want to have an athletic goal or accomplishment is, uh, Hey, I'm better than you. I just want someone to go, wow, that sounds really hard. So I can wink and go, you're right. It was really hard. And I'm not You know, I'm certainly not looking at that it isn't a challenge, it really is. But you and I both know we've done athletic things in the past, not so we can go around and flex our muscles and, uh, you know, pick up women in a bar, we're, we're pretty much doing this because it's like, no, this is what keeps us healthy, you and I are both competitive, and you, know, you and I both know if someone said, hey, look, you guys, I'll give you an all-you-can-eat dinner if you run through this brick wall, you and I would probably do it, oh, uh, oh, so yeah. you know how it is, That's so yeah, right. it's one of those deals, so, you know, it's that ultra-competitive kind of weirdo in you that says, look, if, the, if a human being can do a, a marathon, I bet I could too, you know, so it's one of those.
1: Jay Baker is our guest. If you haven't uh, noticed by now, he's also uh, a national level broadcaster. You've worked in radio and television for the better part of three decades um, with national syndication. And uh, I'm happy to have you on as a fitness expert now. With the weight you've lost, you actually uh, qualify as a national fitness expert. And we look forward to bringing you back on this show, uh, not as a broadcaster but as a fitness expert. No, I would love that, and I think it's kinda cool. As you probably know, whenever
5: you embark on any kind of journey, whether you wanna learn a musical instrument, or you wanna lose weight, or you wanna get healthier, you always look to people who mentor, or you also look to people that can be an inspiration to you. And I've always felt like, hey, If nothing else, I've always enjoyed the story. If I did it, you can do it too. Because to me, that brings it down to a great level. You and I both know that you probably need to know an incredible amount of knowledge to climb Mount Everest. Mm -hmm. But you and I both know it can be done if you connect with the right people. So if we could be part of that, I'm very
1: excited about it. I would would be honored. Well, you can climb that mountain. I'll just ride 30 miles with you on the bike, and we look forward to having you on the show again. Real quick, let's have your... Uh, digital properties for our audience to be able to get in touch with you. What's your Twitter, Facebook, that kind of stuff? Uh, Right now Facebook
5: is merely Jay Baker. I got lucky I got my own name as a (laughs) Facebook name. Very few people get to keep their own name as you know. So yeah, uh, mostly Jay Baker and Adam you're gonna kill me but I'm gonna have to learn Twitter from you. I'm a non-Twitterer but I'm I'm gonna
1: get your assistance. You get me up to 100 miles a day on the bike and I'll get you on Twitter uh, with my social media consultancy. That's a deal. I'll right. take you up on that one. In fact, you know what? I'll just throw the Twitter in for free. We don't have to go hundred miles on the bike. How about <laughs> you and
5: I, uh, we'll, uh, we'll pay a kid to go hundred miles and we'll get on Twitter together.
0: The Adam Ritz show fellowship, leadership, and philanthropy.
6: This is TJ Broussel reporting from the NCAA Track and Field National Championships in Eugene, Oregon. We are in track Town USA at Historic Hayward Field, where some of the best athletes in the world performed last weekend at the Pre-Fontaine Classic. But this weekend, the top collegiate athletes for track and field are here performing at these championships. We're lucky enough to be with English Gardner, who just won her second national championship in the 100-mirror dash. Thank you for... Being with us. Thank you. Um, so, what really like, kind of drives you? What inspires you to keep running? What have what who has been your mentors throughout the year or throughout your career?
4: Um, I probably have to say my father. He's been a big part of like you know my career as in running, and has pushed me you know through all the hurdles and obstacles that I've had to overcome. And so, he's definitely been a great inspiration. And just overall, just the screams and the stands, you know, has been one of the biggest things that made me keep going. You know, everyone likes to win, and so winning, you know, touches people, and that's something that you know I like to
6: do. So now that you've accomplished all that you have in your collegiate career, what steps do you take now going into the future?
4: Um, you know, most of the logistics things, finding you know what agent I'm gonna go with and which company I'm gonna get uh, signed with and stuff like that, and picking and choosing what meets I'm gonna compete in for the rest of the season all the way to August, so it's definitely going to be a long process this summer.
6: Awesome, well good luck with that, and thank you for spending some time with us here, and uh, congratulations. Thank you. Reporting from the National Track and Field Championships in Eugene, Oregon for O-Heroes, which is an Oregon Ducks student athlete leadership initiative that does work in the community to give back and provide joy and energy to the people, not only while the athletes are on the field, but off it as well. This is TJ Brassel reporting for The Adam Ritz Show. Now back to The Adam Ritz Show.
0: The Adam Ritz Show, a reality show for your radio.
1: What a pleasure it is to welcome our next guest. This is Paul Poteet. Hi, Paul. Hi, Adam. Thanks for uh, letting me on the show. I wanted to have you on the show to talk about uh, your TV show, Pet Pals. Mm-hmm. You're the uh, you're the co-host of Pet Pals along with Patty Spitler. It's a nationally syndicated television show mm-hmm. about pets and their pals, I guess, which is you. Are you the pal or is the pet the pal? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm the pal of a couple of cats at home, but that's
7: about <laughs> it. And I never... I I never had, like, you know, doggies and kitties when I was growing. We just had, like, neighborhood pets. The closest, my, I think now looking back, my mom and dad were kind of like a little bit of clean freaks, and so maybe that's why we never had the, the cats or the dogs. So maybe I'm... If I'm on the shrink's couch, I'm getting a little bit of what I didn't get from mom and dad.
1: Now, so, so currently uh, in your house, it, it, it's a cat house. It's, and, <laughs> yes, I it, live in it, a cat house or a house of cats with cats in it. <laughs> I, I don't know what. Okay, two, two, you have cats.
7: <laughs> two cats, no waiting. Two cats, no dogs. Which you know, and cats. I have nothing against dogs. Some of my best friends are dogs. Patty's dog, who's my co-host Patty Spillers, she has one of these 100-pound you know dogs, uh, and uh, who's on the show all the time too. His name is
1: Louie, and so he's like. He probably is the most recognizable of the three of us. Very good. So as the host of Pet Pals TV, uh, I wanted to bring you on the show to talk about uh, some of the social issues uh, surrounding the pet industry, uh, maybe pet adoption or um, pet abuse. I know there's a, there's a whole lot of everybody cries when they see the Sarah McLaughlin commercials. I mean, with pet abuse going on or, uh, you know, people. some people don't even realize it's a crime the way they treat their pets. Uh, I guess I wanted to bring you on the show to just talk about some of these hot buttons and maybe what you see come across your desk. There have been in this past summer.
7: It was record heat all over a good part of the country, and there are several locations uh, Where all of a sudden all of these stories come up of uh, there's a uh, somebody goes shopping and leaves the uh, the the dog in the in in the car This the old thing not even cracking a window and thinking that's going to take care of it So a lot of it can be weather dependent Uh, at times like that. We get a lot of stories about uh, people not just common sense, and you know, not to... Right. You know. hey. Yeah, it's amazing. I come out, and yeah, here come the dogs. There's only one of your viewers. <laughs> See? <laughs> They're taking the dog out of the vehicle, though, to go with them. That's, that's, that's a good idea, not leaving the dog behind to just bark off in the distance. So, <laughs> what are the chances? And there's that dog now. So, we talk about uh, just basic things like that, and we get involved in adoption stories to where we might be able to show some uh, a lot of times it is it is a dog sometimes a cat that's been abandoned and maybe it's older it's hard to adopt that's the thing about adoptions they can be very dependent on the age of the animal because somebody doesn't want to come along and maybe get invested emotionally with a a dog that may only live another year or two so we've been in a couple of situations where pet pals as done a a story about a dog or a cat like that and somebody does end up adopting it and and as we speak on this trail that we're by right now there goes somebody running with their dog. Can't do that with cats. People love they're pets. That's it's the thing. crazy. And it's look around us right now. And If people want to enjoy the outside, what's one of the things they think about doing is, is going out, especially with dogs, obviously going out to the park with their dog. And there's, there's somebody with three of them all at once. I'll tell you what, I draw a pet crowd. I can't help it. It <laughs> can't be stuff. It must be the liver I have in my pants right now.
1: <laughs> you're a star. Paul Potit <laughs> is our guest, co-host of Pet Pals TV. And we're going to, if you don't mind, bring you on the show uh, mm-hmm. sporadically through the year to talk about issues like pet adoption and in pet abuse and um, uh, not only I guess some criminal activity go along with how you maybe mistreat or abuse animals but some of the fun stuff you do too with pets maybe on some recent segments you've had with pet pals TV with you and Patty uh, what are some of the fun things you've done lately with pets it wasn't that long ago that we were in the middle of downtown and
7: and getting footage of a skateboarding dog I forget what the breed was but this dog was the owner would set him up you know get them on the skateboard <laughs> you would take off go you know several hundred feet and the camera person was you know tra- tracking them down and it's one of those things you don't believe it till you see it that's the beauty of the show so we can show people these and but it's not just you know stupid animal tricks it's, uh, it's <laughs> you don't have to perform to get on the show
1: <laughs> but it is pretty wild but you know sometimes you don't even have to train uh, the dogs to do <laughs> You know, I guess uh, I can't let you go without mentioning. This just popped into my head. The uh, the Bob Barker, the um, the Price is Right, the old have your pets spayed or neutered. Neuter. I mean, it's a it's a social issue. That uh, do you guys cover that type of
7: stuff? Oh yeah, we've and we've done some uh, work with local. There's spay and neuter clinics. There are places that actually they'll set up in a mall because a lot of times people just. I don't know, maybe feel intimidated about going to a vet, or just, they just, maybe they've never been to one before and so they don't know how it works. And it's easier maybe sometimes to engage people in a place they're going to go anyway, like a shopping mall. Uh-huh. And so that's one way that some of these agencies try to combat the problem instead of trying to get people to come where they might be, they go to where the people are.
1: I think Drew Carey is now the host of The Price is Right, and I still think he says that at the end of every episode. He says,
7: uh, yeah, it it isn't verbatim like Bob Barker, said, but it's it's pretty much the same message, too. And you notice when he took over The Price is Right, he also became Bob Barker. He began to shrink. (laughs) (laughs) I think maybe there's only one suit on the show, and he had to. He didn't have any
1: choice. Paul Foutier is our guest in... uh, we want to get your digital properties out there for everybody. You, you do a thousand things, and Pet Pals TV is one of them. Pet You're Pals. a really interesting guy. You've got a great Twitter following. Let's learn about your Twitter and Facebook and your websites and everything else you want to promote. You can go to
7: uh, com, and it's spelled P-A-U-L-P-O-T-E-E-T, or just Google Indiana Weatherman. That's my home base of operation. And so I've worked with radio and television and now online stations. I do some... Uh, weather media work. I also do forensic meteorology consulting for people who want to figure out what the weather was like three months ago yesterday in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And then I also am involved in this show as a pet owner. It was kind of an easy sell because Patty, my co-host, is a lot of fun to work with. The stories, you know what, it's just, it's a half an hour of pleasant Television. We try to accentuate the positive. They aren't you know, like freak when animal attack stories because <laughs> there's so many of those already. And besides, Patty and I don't want to get that close to the to the alligator. So it's just I hate to say feel good, but it is. It's one of those you know half an hour that's that's pleasant. You'll laugh a couple of times, and you know you'll feel good after you watch it. But you can find out everything else I do in all the other places I work with at paulpoti.com. It's paulpoti on Twitter and. Uh Paulpoteet.com on Facebook too.
1: And the show, uh, Pet Pals TV, is syndicated nationally. Check your local listings, check your uh, Comcast listings, and you can also go to PetPalsTV.com. That has all the information specific to that show, too.
7: You can join the community and post pictures of your pet, too. People kind of like sharing pictures of their pets. It's kind of like kids.
1: Crazy for pets. Well, Paul, uh, we look forward to having you on
7: again. Thank you for joining us. Let me uh, just get this out of my wallet. This is a picture of the two tabbies. Here, come back, Adam. Come back. (laughs) And don't forget to have your pets spayed
1: Spayed or or
0: neutered. You can catch up with the Adam Ritz Show online. Podcasts of recent shows, including this one, can be found at adamritzshow.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook slash Adam Ritz Show or follow at Adam Ritz on Twitter.
1: Great show today. We started at William Jewell College, and thanks to my guest, Steelers Plaxico Burris, Mary McLean Rock, a special Olympian champion, Jay Baker, T.J. Brassel, and Paul Poti will finish today from uh, Colorado
2: with sports psychologist Lowell Whiteman. Thanks, Adam. Uh, Today's topic is the power of impressions, creating a mindset. And this is based on an incident that happened on June 12th when the L.A. Dodgers and Arizona Diamondbacks met in L.A. for a night game. It was the bottom of the seventh inning, and L.A.'s pitcher, Zach Grenicky was at the plate. The game was tied as Arizona's pitcher, Ian Kennedy, faced Grenicky. Now, these facts are important because in order to create a mood and an impression that may or may not have influenced the mindset of both teams, Kennedy let the pitch go, and it went up and in so far it got Grenicky in the shoulder, and then it bounced into his helmet. Both benches cleared, starting a well-documented brawl. Now, the analysis of the brawl has not been about the causes for clearing the dugouts, but rather who was more justified to follow the unwritten brushback rules of baseball. My career has been based on analyzing, creating, and managing the mindset of high-performance individuals and teams. And the behavior of these two teams is problematic because of the mindset it can create in the young athlete watching this brawl unfold. So is a brawler mindset desired by these two teams? Grenicky in the past has broken a collarbone due to such fights during games. So is brawling okay if the pro does it? Should there be standards of behavior that match the skill expected to play the game? I say yes. Yes to holding the pro accountable for staying focused on the game as well as the off-field behavior that represents the highest standard of excellence. Pro or amateur, Set the standard and do what is right. Make a positive impression that creates standards of excellence. This is Lowell Whiten with 360 Mindset, reporting for Adam Ritz.
0: The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.